0: Hi everyone, it's Michelle Lightworker here and welcome to episode four of Enlightened Conversations and I'm feeling extremely blessed today because I, um, it's funny how you meet people and Raul Estevez and I met online randomly but had a connection straight away and I just absolutely love the fact that spirit brings us together in whatever way it can actually get us together. We're so lucky to have Raul here today as our our special guest um, to have an enlightened conversation. For those of you who haven't tuned in, I just wanna let you know that the way this works is we're unscripted and we're unedited. We're really creating a space that for spirit to come in and flow through us. um, We'll talk about what we're passionate about. We'll talk about perhaps things that are challenging at the moment, worldwide or for us and how we can create a more enlightened view of that situation, because what we really aim to do here is we really aim to enlighten the planet and beyond one conversation at a time. We believe that the transaction that we have during this enlightened conversation for ourselves will also flow out to help you all to enlighten yourselves as well. So, without further ado, I'm going to introduce our special guest, Raul, and I'll just tell you a little bit about him. Raul has more than 25 years experience as an international educator, psychic healer, and angelic messenger. He's offering guidance and healing and mentorship globally, which is really ticking my box because I'm all about the globe. (laughs) He is the author of his first book, which is very exciting, My Angels Connections. And soon he's going to be releasing another book titled my little angels talk to me. How cute is that? So everything Raul does, I believe, too, and really feel from my heart, is it's guided with the best intentions. He has a passion for helping people and he offers clear guidance from the heart. And that's why I feel what, why we have such an immediate connection because we're both coming from that real
1: heart space. Welcome, Raul. Thank you so much, Michelle, for having me.
0: It's, it's such a delight to um, to have you in a in a in a in what, what I call the little enlightenment conversation bubble.
1: <laughs> you no, know, as she was saying before, it was talk about angelic synchronicity because yes, we never met in person, and suddenly uh, we we just linked online, and uh, the angels will guide you, as she was saying, the spirits will take you there into a the similar pathway, and here we are. I'm yes. I'm thrilled.
0: It is, it is amazing. And we're, we're, um, I find that um, if we keep an open mind, because I think a lot of us online are a bit wary um, of saying yes to friend requests and those kind of things, um, and I understand that, but I guess I came up with a little system that actually it was a little bit of a split, like a, a little bit of a, 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 a thing saying these are my boundaries. Uh, this is what I'm looking for online. Um, like-minded people, this is what I do. Here are the links to it because I really want you to know who I am and to, have, to see if we've got a resonance, to see if we've got a connection really um, because I feel like If we just had that, and I did have a a, a real black and white view myself, actually, um, with Facebook, I don't know you, I'm not friending you, like initially, like I really did, especially with little uh, children because my kids now are 16 and 18 and when the internet came through, they were about sort of like the 8 and 10 age, so I was very guarded, but nowadays I'm like, okay, this is what I'm about. Do we resonate? You can find out so quickly if someone resonates with you. It may take some time, but I believe when you find gems like yourself online and you really connect, it's really worth it, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. Um, I usually put the comparison of the, yes, a true comparison of baking a cake. Um, we're all one, but at the end you need to be an individual to be part of the one. Yes, and yes. it's like having the flour, the eggs, the sugar. And if you don't mix them together, then that final beautiful cake will not come up. And sometimes the different ingredients come from truly different parts of the world. We happen to live in the same country, but I've been in touch with people that I have never met. What uh, brought you to Australia? What brought you to Australia, um, When I was young, I remember talking to my grandmother, my late grandmother. Now, Um, And I used to say to her, oh, grandma, I'm going to be a citizen of the world. And she Mm -hmm. was saying, absolutely, you will be if that's what you want. And many years later, my parents brought us to Australia to actually provide us with a better chance at life. um, Something that will actually be a new beginning. And to me, Michelle, it truly was that because we were living in South America, in a country that, Being me and who I was and who I am today, it was illegal. Um, Being gay was illegal. And I remember walking down the street and being stopped by the police and you're praying uh, that you're not going to be found out. And suddenly you come into a country that embraces you, uh, that it welcomes you, and it doesn't really matter your sexuality. That's only 5% of who you really are and the idea of being home. Sometimes people, because I see an accent, and they said, oh, what is home? And I usually say, well, this is home. Mm-hmm. Um, I was born elsewhere, and I never denied where I came from, but Australia became home, and Australia gave me an opportunity to forge a career and to really flourish.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, so, um, I'm so the one, the one world um, view. Of uh, every everyone on this human planet, uh, you know, it's it's like we're all human citizens rather than a citizen of Australia or a citizen of you know South America or, or what have you. I just don't I just don't resonate with the border thing because we're one world. Um, when we take ownership of of that fact, mm. um, then we have so many more united decisions. Um, and and inclusivity of of race, of um, cultural, sexual, whatever, um, you know, however people choose to live, um, I think then it becomes really what it comes down to is more about respect, like respecting um, Mm -hmm. each other, you know, and um, like I wouldn't be here in Australia, although that doesn't really matter, like at this moment in time, because here I am, broadcasting something globally and and that's part of the reason why I'm doing it and not working locally although I was working locally because for me it's diluting my purpose to work locally I need to work globally um and so for me my mum she was actually she had parents who were pretty much taken over by um when they lived in even though my mum's parents are actually from Greece um they were actually living in Alexandria in Egypt and there were, the Turks took it over. They were like in a, pretty much in a war zone. My grandfather was an accountant, highly successful, um, affluent. Um, everything was taken. They just had nothing. They ended up catching um, a boat to Australia when my mother was nine years of age. And my mother pretty much grew up in Australia as an Aussie but still had that heritage. And so she brought myself up in that tone of, you know, inclusivity, which I really appreciated. Um, I went to a school that was very inclusive. We had Lebanese, we had Italian, we had Czechoslovakian, we had so many diverse backgrounds. For me, it was just normal. Thank God for that. Um, I didn't have a reality on anything else. And so when I, I guess, spirit was grooming me to be, uh, to not see the nationalities because I just didn't have goggles that saw separateness. I, I had goggles that was, yeah, 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 you're you, you're you, you're you. There was no, you know, I feel like there's a lot of power in that concept of unity when when we stop doing that, not only in relation to the race, but also in relation to the countries in general, and we make it about how we treat each other.
1: Yes, but it's it's truly about what bringing people together and without borders, as you are saying. I remember when I started thinking about being a citizen of the world, and firstly I was working in hospitality and I started truly my career from the way up, cleaning toilets. Uh, I ended up opening hotels worldwide, amazing places. And I used to say to people, you know what? I, I get to live the life of rich and famous without being one, because the career took me there. Later on, I became an academic. But then you're having that tug of war between being an academic and showing always that empirical evidence that you must show and challenged by your spiritual beliefs and who you really are. And that connection that I had with the angels, that it was undeniable since I was eight years old, but I was truly at a tug of war between academia and this. And suddenly I realized I just needed to let it go. And people will ask me, what is it that you do? and I. Said, at the beginning, I used to say, well, I'm a teacher. And I intend to travel the world with it. And they were saying, "Now, come on, Raul, Teachers don't travel around the world. Well, it was like a red rag to a bull. <laughs> I just went for it. And in 1996, it started. I started traveling around to Malaysia, to Singapore, later on to America, Canada, Europe, you name it. I've been from the Maldives to a tiny little island, in the middle of Tonga and Fiji called Tuvalu. And you know what, Michelle? I've been truly with the rich and famous, but I've also been in Tuvalu where teachers got themselves onto a boat, sleeping on the deck of the boat for three nights to get to the island of Tuvalu where I was, where I was going to share what I knew with them. That brings me to tears every time because, You can be with the rich and famous, and I get it. But at the end of the day, we're individuals trying to give each other a hand to, to keep on evolving. And I took away the title of lecturer or teacher. And When people asked me then, what did I do? I used to say, I help people learn. Because then you don't put yourself in a pedestal. You come down and you work alongside them and you give them a true hand. And those people, I know that they ch- I changed their life, but you know what? They changed my life immensely, to a point that this is what we're here today. That idea of giving it from your heart. You're not better than they are. You're only with a different set of skills and knowledge that you are able to, to share it with them. And they can actually share so much with you. I remember in that tiny Little Island of Tuvalu walking one evening and seeing this elderly couple underneath a tarpaulin, and I was just thinking to myself, poor things, look at them. Oh, I wish I could do something. And it was like the angels were connecting, the, connecting me with them. They took a turn and they look at me with hardly any teeth in their mouth, but with a beaming smile. And I realized, oh, Raul, you're such an arrogant so-and-so. Look at them. <laughs> they are loving where they are. They are happy where they are. So many of us work a lifetime to retire to a tiny little island. And they were there, and they were happy. So you know what? I I was listening to your Q&A session yesterday with Amy, where you were saying, I needed to have the tent conversation with my husband. (laughs) These people were in the tent, but they were looking at a beautiful ocean in front of them. And they didn't need anything else, just them and that. And the connection was real. But it was truly a wake-up call to me to really realise, you know what, that's all there is. We are a soul living a human experience and enjoy
0: it. Yeah, absolutely. And and from that angelic point of view, um, you know, I was thinking about it this morning, actually. I was thinking about, like, the angels don't get paid, but they have such a joy in what they're doing and, and such a, real mission of, of of really wanting us all to have that that richness that they already have and they know and it, it, I, I feel like sometimes um, you know i don 't think they get frustrated at all because they haven an <laughs> infinite amount of patience but i I feel like sometimes they, they they just want us to have it so bad because they know how good it is and that that you know I get that sense um, around um, uh, evolved and enlightened leaders, um, I feel like we have that, like what you and I have is that we've had the discussions around I'd, I'd live in a tent and still do this or I'd have nothing and still do this because this is what I have to do. This is not, it is a choice but it's, yes, it's a choice to evolve because if I didn't do it, I wouldn't evolve. So I am getting out, I am getting something about out of it. I am getting enlightened out of it but at the same time it's all about the fact that uh, we all want then the evolved leaders of of lightworking and enlightenment we all want everybody to feel as good as we do because why wouldn't you when you when you've got when you've got it like you that's such a gift to see everybody light up like and and feel connected like like those that couple did without the teeth and they're just so connected they're like in 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 bliss um why, why wouldn't we want that for everyone? See, that's really enlightened um, and there's no agenda there. And that's why I'm doing this show. That's what I want to get out there.
1: But it's, it takes you a little bit further as well. Of, I usually say don't be so hard on yourself and I try not to be hard on myself. That idea that at, at one point in time we become a little bit judgmental, but that's because it's the human part of us that is growing. And I still remember when I was 18 and I wanted the Mercedes-Benz and I of the big house and all of that. And you know what, Michelle? I got it. And I got all the way today. And suddenly I needed to let it go as well. And as painful as letting go of the beautiful Mercedes-Benz was at the time, it was also an idea of finding my true self. Less is more that idea that if you cannot afford it, don't go looking for it. Just be happy with what you've got. The issues that we are bombarded on television and elsewhere by that idealistic husband and wife driving down the road with a beautiful SUV and going into a beautiful destination. And I just just think that, you know what, we can still go to that beautiful destination. And it doesn't have to be in that luxurious car. If that's what's going to bring you more pain than blackness Yeah. Um, God and the angels put us here not to suffer, but also why put ourselves into having something in order to show you, look what I drive. And when we are connected, you don't care whether I come to see you by bus, walking, or in a limo. You only care about that spiritual connection that you and I have and that everybody has. And yep. that's when we actually need to start truly talking to the leaders of the world, because we all have issues health wise and otherwise, but at the end of the day is finding that heart to heart connection. It
0: is it, it well and truly is. And, um, I, 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 feel like there's a, um, impulse, um, going on. Um, I, I, I my, my big message at the moment that's coming through, I hope leaders in all kinds of walks of life are actually listening to this broadcast because the message that's coming through really strongly at the moment is you're leading a whole group, whether you like it or not, of people who perhaps 75% of them at least maybe at this stage of of the game, are more enlightened than you. Now, how does that make you feel? Now, do you really feel like you're a leader? Or do you really feel like you're really way behind the eighth ball and, you you know, this is a wake-up call for you? Because what happens is with leaders that are leading a pack of more enlightened people than them, more conscious, is that the, the, the people that are working under them are disgruntled, they're frustrated, they're misunderstood, they're demotivated. They they want to sabotage the business. There's a real shadow side to enlightenment. When there's an energy and it can't grow up because it's being stifled, it starts to get cranky and it wants to actually, like a scorpion tail, whip back. And so my, my message to the leaders are, be conscious, be humble, be aware that there are people that are more enlightened under you and they are actually, unfortunately, uh, where they're at in their enlightenment may not, be, may not be as evolved to say, well, I'm just going to make the best of this situation and I'm going to do my best and I'm going to put all my, all my energy into um, as, growing as much as I can where I am and and then when I'm guided to Leave, I will leave if it doesn't progress. Some are not at that stage, but they are at the stage where their third eye is open. They can mm. see all the shadiness or the dishonesty, all the promises made not followed through, all the really weird decisions um, management are making, perhaps not really strategic at all. And so it's an interesting game um, that we're in at the moment where um, if we take out the the power hierarchy stuff and we actually say, well, what is true leadership? I think true leadership is actually embracing consciousness and, and enlightenment and, like you are saying, not being better or less than, but really come from that space of um, taking into consideration everybody is actually on the enlightenment journey um, and being, um, getting with the program. <laughs>
1: That's what's really happening. <laughs> but the idea of as you were saying, getting in with the program, is truly to understand firstly what the program is. What is it that you're trying to achieve? And to understand that you as a single ingredient are not going to be able to bake the cake. You need all the other ingredients. Let's put them together, but also appreciating every part of that and how the individual can make the oneness. it's, it's not only just coming from the mind, but it's coming from the heart and from the soul. And as you were saying, just before the strategic ideas that people may have, but if you have a look at any business, if they're only driven by the mighty dollar. Yes, the bottom line, how are we going to achieve it? They're not focusing any longer, what service am I actually providing? That people will be happy to come in, get it from us, and in return, yes, financial abundance will exist, but financial abundance will be one tenth of all the abundance that you're going to get through that business. If you give it from the heart and if you're not chasing money, my late grandmother used to say, Raul, do not chase money. it will run away from you. Mm. Just be of service. And then the rest will be rewarded to you. It's it's that energy that you sent out. And I put it in my book as, as a final comment at the end. Um, Whatever goes around comes around. So I decided to send love because Mm. then love will return to me. The rest is insignificant because, you know, as as you and I, we have had health issues. And without your health, you're going nowhere fast, regardless of how much money you got in your bank account. Because that money may not buy you the health. Like and you mean, can't
0: take it with you when you go, like literally. I mean, I speak to so many people on the other side and they're, and it's just like superfluous, like it's just like it doesn't mean anything. Um, you know, yes, we've become really attached to it as a way of security in this human, human existence, but the way I see it is if we make it a priority, we're actually like literally allowing ourselves to lower our vibration and miss opportunities that are golden that helps help us step up and probably help us just to, to actually attract more abundance to support us, to help us to do mm-hmm. that. You know? Um, yeah. There's a, there's a couple of um, things coming through that I've got. I, I, I'm really curious about um, two, actually two things coming through. I'd really like to mention them, uh, ask you uh, your take on it, Raul, because The first one I have coming through is about mercy. I hear that word mercy a lot. I know it's kind of going off on another subject, but it's really important to me. Um, I have a reaction to the whole mercy, uh, mercy, 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 please forgive me God and all that kind of stuff. The reason why I have that, I think this is why it's coming through because we were talking about leadership and we were talking about um, enlightened people under people and then we're talking about their attitude towards the leader who's unconscious and then we're talking also about the leader whose attitude towards the workers that he has no or she has no idea that they're more enlightened. And there's a, a big judgement, like we're talking judgments. Mm-hmm. So I'm feeling like what I really want to talk about is that that God uh, or, or, or spirit um, that the, all... Allah, whatever we want to call that force, that significant force. Um, has has a, There's a concept of judgment, I think, that we project our judgment and how we humanise, like we human beings judge, we project that onto God. It's, it's, it's like, so we have to ask for forgiveness. You don't have to forgive unless you've been judged, right? We have to ask for mercy because if we don't ask for mercy, we'll be what? punished you know what i mean so i feel like yeah so i feel like what i really want to speak to is that when we stop doing that kind of stuff when we stop projecting it and asking for mercy and feeling like we've been judged and things like that we can actually get on with um living a life that is far more empowered because we're not focusing on the negatives or focusing on fear that that we are uh oh we've got to be good Oh, we've got to be good because, you know, we're being judged. You know, that sort of stuff. Um, I don't do what I do to be good. I just do what I do because I know it's helping me grow and evolve, yeah? And that's and, that, and connect, like what you were talking about, with everybody else because that's rich, yeah?
1: Um, when you're talking about the word mercy, and, and something that came to me <clears throat> that happened to me when I was an educator is everybody's concerned about the, the word fail, yes? Being a failure. And I usually say to people that they were in my training room with me, think of FAIL as an acronym. First attempt in learning. Yeah. We cannot get it sometimes right the first time. Sometimes you do. But sometimes you need to make a mistake in order to see how was it that it didn't quite work, and how am I going to get it better? As, As a soul living a human experience, I sometimes have a look at the word mercy by saying, okay, be kind to you, because not everybody's at the same level as you are in your enlightenment. And although we are judgmental as human, we also need to realize that everybody has a right to coexist. And regardless of their opinion, the only thing that we're actually trying to do is bring a different level of consciousness without pushing it, without selling it out there like a... Are we there? Sorry. I thought that I lost you for a minute.
0: Yes. Um, The last thing I heard, Raul, was without selling it, um, without without trying
1: to... Yes, we're not trying to bottle mercy. We're not trying to bottle forgiveness. It's that idea of understanding who we really are. Do um, you know the old saying, forgive and forget? As human beings, we've got the greatest computer, which is our brain, our mind. We don't tend to forget, we just compartmentalize and put it in a little beautiful box and put it aside and allow that not to be a burden any longer. That's what mercy and forgiveness is truly about. Um, Don't allow people to use you as a carpet, as a doormat. Uh, Being able to say no to somebody without having to give pass a judgment on why not. Just the idea that, as you say yes, you're also entitled to say no. You may not agree with people, but they're also entitled to have their opinion. But I guess that when we are becoming more enlightened, is the idea that I was reading a quote. It was kind of like a little story the other day about a Buddhist monk. And it went past, and this gentleman just said a whole lot of insults to him because of the way he dressed. And the monk didn't respond. And this angry man was after a comeback. So the monk said, let me ask you a question. If you give me a present, which I don't want, who does a present belong to? And man said, well, of course, me, because I bought it. And he said, OK, it's the same with your anger. I don't want your gift or anger. Have it back. We don't need to get involved in a heated discussion because we don't agree. The only thing we have to do is shine our light from inside out. And I have tried it many times, Michelle. I was in the middle of George Street, Sydney, where everybody's rushing at five o'clock, coming and going from offices. And I decided just to breathe in and truly let it shine. And suddenly you see that every single soul on that street reacts to your light. Mm. People were engaged in conversation. Suddenly they will pull away from the conversation and engage in your gaze and smile. Wow. When you can actually do that with wanting nothing in return but just a smile. It goes to show that what you were saying before, it will become a little bit more supportive of each other rather than trying to climb above each other in order to reach the top because that's what we've been told since we were kids. You need to be at the top of the pyramid, that apex. That's who you are striving to be. And later on you realise, I go to the apex and what happens now? Is it another one? Do I climb any further? And it's not about that. It's not about climbing one on top of another. It's truly about becoming a circle, one, joining hands and giving each other a hand.
0: Yeah, and I I,
1: Yeah, please go.
0: Yeah, I was was really feeling into that because um, it felt like for me that we... When we're able to actually um, see, yeah, see all the, if you like, all the um, angeriness or, you know, rushing or um, judgment even from people as actual gifts, actually, if we are, because that's how I see them, then we can actually go, well, what is spirit calling me to do with this gift? Um, am I at peace with this gift? If I'm not at peace with this gift, do I need to hand it back? Um, or do I need to work out why I'm not at peace with the gift? And it's kind of interesting because the next thing that I wanted to talk about too, it really is about this. It's it's about how light workers and enlightened people um, manage and deal with the their own, um, you know, darkness or low vibrational frequencies or immoderate behaviour, acting out. Because we all have, we're all human. So... We have this, these aspects of the psyche all the time that are running and, you know, wanting to put their hand up. So I guess it would be interesting to hear your view on it too because, um, you know, working with students um, and, and, and seeing their growth as they're going through, like, with a practitioner training, um, you know, and seeing these little parts. They're so consistent. Oh, my God. It's like um, on cue, you know. It's like... <laughs> It's like odd cue. Um, Fear coming up um, right about now. It's like, it's it's, it's like, I could, like, literally, I think, you know, um, document. um, Yeah, I do. I have actually. (laughs) What am I talking about? Um, But yeah, you know what I'm talking about?
1: Yes, yes. And that idea of just giving a template to people, and this is what you have to follow. And if you follow, you're going to succeed. And I used to say, I used to train at university, teachers to be teachers. And my issue was, you know what, you can plan a session if you like, but at the end of the day, follow the energy of the group. And if it's going in another direction, so long as it's about the learning, forget about that session plan that you planned, throw it out the window and go with it. Because that's where people are interested about learning. It's It's not about you being so precious about this gorgeous little plan that you did and you want to impart it to every single group. It doesn't quite happen that way. You need to actually s- story, s- steer away from, from that recipe, if you wish, that they give you at university, and truly tell your story. Show them that you're human. Show them that show, you got all these degrees. And you know what, Michelle, when I was going through it, it was wonderful to get all these different degrees. I got many degrees that. I could care to count in one hand but at the end of the day they didn't make me a better person Mm. they didn't make me a better soul they only gave me skills and knowledge that i was able to share with other people without standing tall in a pedestal Um, you don't need to do that you actually need to embrace people and they want to learn well show them show them that you have perhaps an avenue that they could explore and experience and get to that place that they were going to be happy with what they're actually doing. And it's not about only them. It's about people that they haven't yet met. It's about connecting with with the whole, with the oneness.
0: Yeah. And trusting that um, every single step of the way, they will meet the people they're meant to. I think a lot of people get sort of a bit... Um, Oh well we do, you know, we get frustrated, impatient, um, we wanna we want things now, whatnot, you know. But what we don't realize is everything that we're doing now is really grooming us what we what we're what's leading, what's coming.
1: Yes.
0: And if we understand that, then I feel like we we actually let ourselves be where we are and relax and stop worrying and enjoy it more, um, and be more present. And I actually think from my experience, when I do that, when I actually say I'm really happy with where I am, what I'm doing, um, because I've known for a long time that in my 50s I'll be making movies, you know what I mean? I'll kind of go, oh, how am I going to do that? I haven't even studied movie making, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Where's the time? I'm 46, I've only got four years, you know, and all that crap. Um, But that's my human shadow coming up saying, well, you should, you know, know this and that and... Um, maybe intellectually you need to plan spirit on the other hand has a completely different idea and and says to me uh, you're exactly where you're meant to be keep doing it you don't have to worry about anything else right now that's it and I think a lot of people think that when you're psychic you're a medium you're enlightened that spirit shows you everything that's going to roll out but then where would We need faith like where where would we need to strengthen our faith muscle where would we need to strengthen um our patience where would we need to strengthen our um ability to let go and not be in control so yeah
1: the idea sometimes i see people that they want to have a time frame okay you're telling me that this is coming when is it going to happen what time how am i going to meet that person what does it look like and it's kind of like Even sometimes they ask you for the lottery numbers, and I think it's not about that. It's about giving you an avenue for you to keep on living the life that you're living, but perhaps with a little bit more knowledge on what's to come, the possibilities. Yes, the sliding doors. That idea that it's not about the time frame. It's about you being ready. I can give you a time frame, but at the end of the day, as you were saying, you. And I, and everybody has free will. And the angels and source will respect that. They will show you the options, whether it's one, two, three, or many. But at the end of the day, it's up to you whether you want to walk through that sliding door at that point in time. And that it yeah. will connect you to somebody else. But sometimes people will like things to drop in the laps. And it doesn't quite happen that way. But I remember many years ago, I'm also in my 50s when I was much younger and I saw somebody and I was asking, tell me, tell me the deadline, what do I have to do? And do I need to study anything else in order to get there? It's, it's that we've been put into that treadmill since we were little kids, yes? You go to school, you do primary, you do secondary, you go to university, then after that, you're gonna get your ideal job. And nowadays I have about five careers. So imagine teenagers like your children. They're going yep. to have as many careers as they want to. So yep. sometimes it's the idea of go through your path. Go really happy knowing that you will meet the right people at the right time. And you know what? Sometimes, Michelle, we also need to meet the wrong people to highlight what is right about us.
0: Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And then, and then, and then when we when we meet people that we don't resonate with, it's like, thank you, God, for that um tip uh you know or when the, the you know out of the blue doors slam in your face and that happens to me like out of the blue a door and i'm, I'm talking metaphysically here about a door not an actual door um but they they slam in my face and I, I i think oh gosh but 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 i really liked that person oh i really liked everything that was going in that direction what are you doing spirit and then it's like we're doing you a favor We're doing you a favour, Michelle, Um, where, you know, where you may resonate but where you're actually being prodded to do something that will give you a stretch, this is where we want you to go. And sometimes what I have found, even enlightened people, take it really personally, like when, I mean, the door might not have been slammed by their end, if you know what I mean, like they might not have slammed the door. But the door has slammed because I've been completely blocked, or I've you know there's something like spirits literally gone bang. Um, and for me, I think my my journey is that I, I love people, um, and I love leaders, and I love working with enlightened people. I, I I just hope that 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 I can impress upon the community how much I love them without always having to uh you know turn up for their thing or that you know what whatever it is too because often that's totally out of my control i'm just like okay i was willing to go like you said you know you have the free will right but then spirit's actually gone bang and you go okay fine uh yeah well if you go in that direction that's gonna actually enlighten and stretch you more michelle because this direction where you really felt comfortable not so much
1: that's it and it's Not long ago, I released my first book, as you know, and I invited many people that I wanted to be present on the day that we were launching it. And some of them didn't turn up. And they replied, they said that they were coming. And I was talking to the angels that they were saying, well, you know what, it wasn't the right time, the right place and the right time for them to be there. You needed just this group of people. And I was extremely happy with that. People later on called and apologized, no need. And it wasn't meant to happen at that point in time. And it will happen later. And it's the same when I started thinking about writing the book. I was actually talking to my guardian angel and saying, who am I to write a book? And they were saying, it doesn't really matter who you are. It's the message that you need to give. And you know what? If only one person reads it and you help them, then job well done. And I've been extremely grateful that it's many people around the world and people that haven't met Michelle They have sent me unsolicited messages that they brought me to tears. Because when I wrote it, it was a dark time in my life. And I was truly going in and reaching out for that inner light to really shine brightly again. It wasn't a simple task. And when you realize that you are touching people at a heart and a soul level with what you thought, oh, I don't know if this is going to be right, but I love it. And suddenly people find that connection with you. Truly, money can not buy that.
0: Absolutely. And if you can't make a decision um, based on what, if, if it's benefiting your enlightenment, then it, it's, it's, not, it's not, you're not doing it for the right reasons. Yes. And it sounds to me like, yeah, you're, you did it for your own um, journey. And I, I totally relate to that. So, so, you know, when it comes to the whole promotion thing or what have you, of or anything, or, or even the success of anything, I, I mean, I've had a lot of things that I've written that people haven't read, but the message that comes through to me is that people aren't ready for it yet. That's okay. And like, you know, don't look at it like in the way that you, you wait. <laughs> it's like people will catch up. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Wouldn't have thought about it like that. But the whole process of writing it was incredibly enlightening for me, um, like ridiculously. So Hey, win, win already, um, success already, and then anything else, of course, that flow on, like you're saying, even if one person, fantastic. But because we're all connected on that unity thing, I look at every single decision that I make, or I try to, I'm not perfect at it, but, you know, especially for big decisions, you know, um, okay, is this growing my enlightenment or am I, am I, you know, and it's not about, like, trying to make my life hard, actually some some decisions are easy. Like I'm I'm actually choosing the easier way because they stretch me more. Um go mm-hmm. figure that, you know? Um like cutting back my hours was one when I got back from Bali. It's a tangible example. Got back from Bali. I've been working really hard, trying to produce the magazine, like the Crabic magazine every single month. Got the message it's going seasonal, you're gonna cut back your hours to ten to four, um your uh your your working when you're not working because of the nature of your being. So when you're, when you're present at work, you need to kind of remember that, that you've already done all this preparation. You're not, not working, but, you know, have, have some structure. And it was great. I was like, oh, holy crap, I've just been given a holiday. I was used to working from 6 o'clock to 6 in the <laughs> evening and now I'm only working. <laughs> it's just like, woo!
1: <laughs> but it's, it was the right time and the right place for you and the right point in time during your evolution, you couldn't have done that 20 years ago because you were not ready and you needed to go through all those sort of experiences that you went through. And believe me, as I usually say, angels will send you messages as a feather, a brick or the semi trailer. And sometimes they're not going to put you in so much danger, but they're going to put you in a situation that you get it. And you said, okay, got it. I'm doing it.
0: (laughs) Yes. And I think it's about waking up, you know. Um, I get more feathers than bricks nowadays, thank God. But um, you know, <laughs> I, I actually took a photo. I'll have to. I'll have to um, somehow uh, show show everybody. Uh, I'll work out how to do that. But um, last week I got um, a. I was I was working on a wharf, um, a beautiful wharf, because I offered. To help my daughter with a driving lesson yes and I ended up she went to do her thing while I worked at the wharf which is gorgeous anyway this lady came along and she's like taking a picture of this sparrow that I was just taking a picture I don't think it was a sparrow whatever but it is a tiny bird but it yes. might not be a sparrow anyway she took a photo and I, went, oh, I was just about to take a photo of that um uh, you know like minds think alike kind of thing yes. uh, but it flew off before I could take a photo I think <laughs> didn't get a great photo anyway so she goes away comes back and she gives me a photo a beautiful photo an actual photo of this beautiful bird i'm like wow that was random but how cute how awesome was that the next day i got given these beautiful bracelets made of feathers and garlands of flowers to wear at at an event that i was attending as a gift i just and 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 also a a, a beautiful feather crown as well i'm just like oh my goodness and then the next day, my husband comes back from his walk and he goes, I didn't tell him about all the, 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 I just hadn't had a chance. He goes, hey, look what I found on the toilet. <laughs> Come back, went to the toilet, came out and had a what feather. feather? <laughs> and I thought, wow, what's going on? And the message, when I asked what's going on, the message that I got, like straight away after asking, which is interesting, but it's time to fly. Yes. I'm like, oh wow! How cool is that? Kind of makes me teary thinking about it. But it's like wow, because my broadcast was happening that next week, yes. and you know what I mean? Like it
1: absolutely was, beautiful.
0: Yeah, and it was the first broadcast coming, and it felt like oh, spirits really behind this. They they want things to lift, and um, I, yeah, it's beautiful. They
1: put you. They put you in situations where you can no longer deny the message. You may say, or some people may say, I don't use that anymore. Oh, just a coincidence. And you know what? You went from one event to the other, to the other, to the other, to your husband coming back from the toilet with a feather. It's not like, come on, listen. Yeah,
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's funny because that event, they told me they were going to make me flowers to wear because the theme was uh, enchanted, um, an enchanted room where i was giving enlightenment readings right. and so i was expecting a flower wreath and you know little flower shoulder pads or something they said i didn't know they were gonna they literally i i seriously they're gorgeous like like beautiful anyway but yeah it's, it's just gorgeous isn't it um so what what's uh, tell me a bit more about your um your next book that you are you currently writing it or have you already written it
1: no well uh, finally, that you say about spirit and the way that <laughs> they push you to do things. Um, I've been writing for quite a few years now, and they're just coming out now. It's the idea that I found myself in a position that I could not help it but write. And yeah. what you were mentioning, they're just talking to you and then downloading this. And I've got a gorgeous diary that way my spouse gave me. And I'm always writing in there whatever it comes to mind, and I don't judge. Later on, I put it into a book format and stories. and. There will be an editor and all of the above, but I just, I just go for it. And My Little Angels Talked to Me came immediately after the previous one. And I just, that was My Angel Connections.
0: Yeah, beautiful. Which is out
1: now. But gorgeous. My Little Angels is a gorgeous little book that's going to have a handle. And I'm actually encouraging through The Little Angels for... Little children to leave the electronic devices behind and go outdoors and enjoy life as you and I used to enjoy life. Yes. Yes. outside, Whatever it may be. And I'll give you a little pick of one of the little angels. I'll show you. And her name is Chulip. And it's a gorgeous little angel of the garden. And all of this drawings were done initially by me but then properly illustrated by my dear friend Sonia Daru. And we came across a beautiful publishing house called Wildlife Light Publishing House which it was exactly what you were saying you need to meet the right people at the right time. I was trying to publish these books before and either you do a self-publish or you go to some publishing houses that they say well ten thousand dollars for the first five chapters The time that I got that message, I thought, I'm not that egotistic that I'm going to spend such an amount of money to have that printed, which I didn't have at the time, anyhow. And suddenly, while my publishing house landed on my lap, it's the angels bringing them into my way, and I was ready to be on that pathway. So yes, my angel connections just uh, got published about a month ago, and my little angels talk to me will come out in December. So ready oh, okay. for the Christmas Fantastic.
0: holidays. Fantastic! That's awesome, isn't it? Because, yeah, encouraging uh, kids to have that connection with with nature is is humongous. Because, you know, nature speaks to their being. They don't have to be conscious of it because it's it's just they're taking it, they're drinking it in like food. Yes. Um, and yeah, I, I definitely encourage people to yeah let you know let those let the children. Um, put those electronic devices away they they serve their purpose uh definitely for for a variety of reasons and i think they're teaching them also about how to connect with the metaphysical world as well um the technology because of uh you know being used to talking to things that aren't there and things like that i actually think it's kind of spirits actually providing an opportunity through technology for that too but there is like every day i i get I, i like to get up and do something that involves nature, like, you know, go for my run or my walk, or if, if I'm going to the gym in the morning, then later in the day, I have some sunshine or sit out on my balcony and look at the ocean or do something that feels like I'm actually engaging with the outside world and with spirit.
1: But I was looking at my niece's kids in Sydney and she put as well certain boundaries to say between this time and the time you have devices. After that, you go outside and you play, you jump in the trampoline, you do whatever you like. But it's it's also quite quite an eye-opener that these five little kids will sit there with their own iPad, headphones on, and their own little world. And my issue with my little angels was to to get them to interact a little bit more with mother nature. And that's that's where source really came through. And that idea of stepping outside bare feet, just going for a run, either is by the ocean, on the sand, or on grass, truly, truly connect. And yes, as you were saying, electronics do uh, have a purpose in their lives, but also man and nature has the biggest gift, much more than an application can ever give you. And that idea of sunshine, of water, of beautiful flowers. And what I usually said: the angels always tell me, you know what Raul? mother nature smiles to you in flowers. So take a whiff of that beautiful rose. Don't just walk by, acknowledge. Because when you acknowledge that, you're actually, it's a true reflection of who you are inside. And you know what, we are beautiful inside. It's that sometimes we pay more attention to a private handbag than to a beautiful rose on a bush.
0: Yeah, I literally, the other day I was jogging along and I saw a beautiful bush and I'm like, oh, I've got to stop. <laughs> I stopped and I smelled the flowers and I felt like going, oh, look, I literally do. I do stop and smell the flowers. <laughs> yeah. That's true, I do, because it is about like letting it in. It's one thing to have it at your feet, then it's another yes. thing to... Let it into your heart to let it in. But when we do do that, we fill our cup. We feel connected to spirit. We let in abundance because our heart is open. We're not on that treadmill, like literally running, um, and just in that narrow, you know, narrow yeah. focus in our world. We we literally do expand our peripheral spiritual vision. I think, and 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 intuition and empathy because we're more connected to our body and not up here. It's stuck in our heads. Yeah. So I can, I can totally relate to that. So where can everybody find you? Because we're coming to the end of our um, little... How quickly has that gone? I know, it go?
1: just flew by.
0: So much. Um, so
1: much. People can actually find me on Facebook. Um, particularly if they're after the books, they can go directly to Raul Estevez Author. There's a page there. And if they would like, if they're so inclined to purchase a book, they can press the little blue button that it says Shop Now and they can go directly there and purchase a book. Otherwise, they can also find me on uh, www.crystalbluebutterfly.com.au. And I offer different services there, uh, but it's just as simple as going to crystalbluebutterfly.com.au and having a look at the list of services that we provide there. And well, I'm
0: I'm, I'm excited to, I mean, you're you also writing articles for Lightworker Advocate magazine. Yes. Um, that will be out on the next week because uh, um, this is rolling out on the twenty third of November, so next week, everybody, watch out for it. We're also doing a Q and A together, um, yeah. so that's exciting lovely. as well. So we've got more um, sharing of space, and um, I'm looking forward to having you on my show too in two thousand seventeen. I just feel like we've, you know, touched the surface scratched the surface, and it'd be yeah. lovely to have you on again. Um, Thank I just, you so
1: much.
0: Yeah, I just feel like that sort of, um, you know, when you just relate so naturally on a, on a certain level of consciousness. And I just feel that so naturally with you. Um, you feel like a brother. Um, and, you know, it's just a beautiful feeling to to have such a strong connection with someone that is doing such amazing, uh, beautiful, heart-centered work in the world. I just feel honoured and privileged and blessed to, to be able to share space with you. Thank you so much, Raul.
1: Uh, I would like to say, Simply say thank you from the bottom of my heart to yours um, for holding my space. And that's something quite important. Um, When you are having a a conversation like the one that we have had and the ones that we had before, um, that idea that, yes, you're holding my space and that's quite important. And for that, I thank you
0: thank you so much beautiful being of light <laughs> um all right well thank you everybody for joining us and you can check out the um q a next week so so we'll be um sharing that on the i'm pretty sure it's the thursday uh the 1st of december and i will double check before before i go because i just want to make sure it is i've got the correct date but um i'm very excited about that too So. i um planned to ensure that we can do it about a week later so that you have time to digest and um, take in all that we've talked about and let it percolate a bit and then allow, allow yourself to go, I'd really like to join in that, you know, conversation with, with Michelle and Roel. You know, it's on the, um, yeah, it's at 12 p.m. Um, that's Australian Eastern Standard Time, which is Brisbane time. So it's at 12 p.m. and it's on Thursday, the 1st of December, and we'll run it for an hour. We'll live stream it from my Facebook page, Michelle Lightworker. So just look out for me. I'm actually going to be live streaming it from my public page rather than my friends page, so that it's accessible to everybody. Um, and also, just to let you know that if you have some questions that you already know in advance, and you, you know maybe you won't have time to listen to it or be there, if you, if you send them through, if you send them through to um, my email, admin at lightworker reflections.com or through my website, which is lightworkerreflections.com You can use that contact request form. Just go to the contact thing, send through, send it through. We'll endeavour to answer as many questions as we can. Um, if you do want to call through on Skype, we can have you live during the Q&A. Um, we, you know, have found that that has been quite interesting as well. So if you ha- if you want to put your hand up for that, please contact me uh, through my email, admin at lightworkerreflections.com or the website lightworkerreflections.com. So thanks so much for joining us and we look forward to our Q&A and sharing space with you, all lovely light-filled beings, next week. Bye for now.